It's Margot Mecredi's episode 10. This week's guest is Sophia, who is currently undertaking a full year working abroad in Paris. Keep listening to hear about Sophia's experience working as a teacher here, us discuss stereotypical French people, and all the spoken French vocabulary we have picked up along the way. We even explain why we think clubbing here in Paris is actually the key to learning French. So, if you're a party animal, or un fêtard, ou une fêteuse, si on veut le dire en français, then this city is most certainly for you. If you're new here or aren't familiar, it's Margot Mecredis is a weekly podcast coming out every Wednesday for students thinking of completing a year abroad in France. From studying, working and teaching, to exploring all the different areas over France, to just giving you a little taster into what living life in a completely new country is like. Hopefully, this podcast should give you a better idea of what your year abroad might entail. You can also follow along on Instagram at It's Margot on the radio. So, without further ado, on you go! Hello, it's Margot Mecredis here and I'm joined by another lovely guest with me in Paris. It is Sophia. Um, Sophia, could you tell me a little bit about yourself? What are you doing in Paris? Why are you here? Which university you go to? A little bit about you. Okay, so I'm at Nottingham with Margot and in Paris I'm doing an internship all year. I've been here since September. It's now January. Yeah. yeah. Four months? Well and truly settled. True yes, Parisian. Yes, true Parisian. Yeah. Lots of experience. Yeah. I have finished my first placement now. I was actually working um, between an office and a school, all under the same company. And it's certainly been a very different experience to someone that's yeah, studying. Yeah, very different experience. In many ways. Yes. <laughs> Um, so obviously doing an internship here, it, it always varies between your jobs, but mine yeah. was quite intense. Um, not everybody has had this experience, but I worked Monday to Friday, um, half nine until 5.15. Um, obviously, I commuted, so sometimes it would really vary when I would get home. Mm. Also, depending on, I would work at different schools around Paris, so yeah. sometimes me and my friends would get home really late. So compared to being at uni, my weeks were very, very long. But um, one advantage of working on your year abroad is you get the weekends completely free. So um, no work to stress about, which was quite nice. And the first time I really experienced that. Yeah, so you're really living for the weekends, weren't you? For sure. And then so whereabouts was your, whereabouts was the schools you're going to? Saying you're having to travel quite a bit to these different schools. How long were these distances that you're having to travel and what were you kind of doing? So my main role was in the office so I'd always start my day um, generally in the office which was on the outskirts in the southwest of Paris and sometimes um, we get we get a call saying um, a teacher has dropped out you need to do a replacement lesson yeah and literally could be in any arrondissement um, very often in the 16th that's where a lot of the schools in Paris are it's a very family orientated area but literally it could be in the 10th, the 11th, so like the other side of Paris, yeah. or 
it could even be as far as an hour and a half to two hours outside of Paris. Um, so would you literally be picking up the phone, hearing them say that, and would you be the one that's having to go to be the replacement teacher, or would you be sending other people out? Um, How would that work? Generally, one of my one of the like our managers would send mm. us a message or come in come into the room, <laughs> yeah, um, and inform us that we have to go somewhere. And um, usually, they just come and tell the person that was going to do it. But I mean. Sometimes yeah. it wasn't the best organised, so then we'd have to ask around the office who who's going. Who's going? Um, it could be any one of us, but yeah, um, yeah. I also I had a routine school as well, which um, that was an enjoyable experience because you get to know the kids more. How old were the children that you worked with um, at my regular school between three and seven? But um, so really, really young, really young. But the other placements around Paris could literally be between three and I think about sixteen. Okay, really varied. Gosh, I don't know if I'd want to be teaching a class of (laughs) sixteen-year-olds. I feel like that's really challenging. Don't do much teaching. You kind of stand there. (laughs) Teaching a teenager, not fun. No. So then what were you doing with these little kids, age three to age seven, what would you be doing in the lessons with them? So it depended on um, what the what the school wanted. We had lots of textbooks in the office, so generally the school would send through the information that, um, the, what they wanted us to like to bring um, and we'd maybe have like 20 minutes to prepare a lesson if it was last minute or sometimes really yeah, last minute sometimes we would have a couple of hours sometimes it would maybe be an evening in advance but literally sometimes yeah um, it would be literally like throw some books in your bag and get on the metro <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. But, um, yeah, a lot of storytelling, a lot of, um, we, we kind of... What was your, like, go-to activity to do? Um, did you have a favourite thing? Yeah, I like I did like the storytelling, and we yeah. had some flashcards that went with it, or um, I liked teaching, like, body parts and singing head, shoulders, <laughs> knees and toes. That's yeah. really cute. Oh, that's um, cute. So cute, because they have that song in French, so they, they kind of knew the tune already. Yeah, doing and... that's really nice. But then what's been really good is that you've been in this office environment and the company you've been working with, I know you've met quite a lot of other people the same age as yes. us. How have you found making friends and stuff in Paris? So I've had a really, really positive experience from that front. Um, I mean, I was very lucky. I landed on my feet. My company had probably about at least 15 English interns, yeah. all the same age, from other unis um, around the UK. And, and further abroad so we we were all very good friends like from the very beginning so mm. we do a lot of things together and then yeah I've um, had people from Nottingham and then I've met a lot of friends through friends definitely yeah, yeah. I think we can both agree with that it's like I've made friends with people from Sophia's work for example yeah. because of you being there okay gonna move on now to we've kind of covered your job mm. I'd say I've had a very full-on experience compared to some people studying and I think one thing nobody talks about with studying when you're a year abroad. I've definitely had more free time than you. Financial situation has been tiring and the same with, um, this is what all of the other interns at my company have said, because we earn about four euros an hour. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, working those kind of hours to still be living like a student has been very like mentally draining. 
Um, yeah. It's not like we can't afford to eat, but I mean, when you're if you're if you think about, you would work those hours at home. You would have some like disposable income. Yeah, and so, you don't here, so there yeah. should be something really that that's yeah, in place. Yeah, it's, it's very hard working those hours and coming home and coming home with very Lidl. very little pay. Yeah, you go to Lidl and you think, can I afford this chicken tonight? Like, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, that has been just like mentally tiring. Let's move away from the academic <laughs> and working commitments. How have you found living in Paris? How did you find it when you first moved in compared to how you're finding it yeah. now? Um, I absolutely love it. I've always loved it. There has yeah. been um, ups and downs. Um, so I used to live in the southwest of Paris um, in an outskirt, which was certainly difficult. Yeah. It still had a metro running to it, but I was quite far away from my friends who mm. were like dotted around central. So, um, I don't know, like, if I went on a night out or, or something like that. It was more difficult to get it back was difficult. for you. Yeah, it was stressful because um, if I lost Margot, then how do I get <laughs> how home? How do I get home? Oh, no. So, what have you loved most, then, about Paris so far? Why have you enjoyed living here? Why did you pick Paris as well? Well... I I'd actually didn't intend to live in Paris, it kind of just happened. Um, I was meant to be in the south of France and my company kept, the co- my company I was with at the time, the school one that I just spoke about, they kept changing where my placement was, ran out of placements and then just said, mm. look, do you want to come and work in the office in Paris? And I was kind of like stumped for ideas, so I was like, well, yeah, I guess I'll have to because yeah. it was like a month before I was going to start. So yeah, off I went to Paris and then... Um, yeah, I was only meant to be here until Christmas and things changed around. I found a new job and um, I'm now staying. And now so you're staying. I loved it so much as So well. there we go. Yeah. She loved it so much. Yeah. She's staying. I, that, yeah, exactly. That's not a reason and <laughs> I don't know what is. Yeah. Um, but I, I realised I love living in the city. There's always so much going on mm. and I've, I've met so many people. It's been really easy to yeah. meet people here. I know not everyone has had the same experience, but I know we've certainly put ourselves I out think, there a lot. Yeah, you just have to be extrovert and push yeah. yourself. And if you meet somebody and go, oh, I really got on yeah. with them, then text them again, exactly. like make an effort. Do you have any favourite things to do in Paris? Like, have you got any favourite bars that you like, favourite clubs that you've been to, restaurants, any of those yes. kind of leisure activities? Yeah, what's oh, what's that when you got your week um, when you've got your weekends? What are you getting up to? Uh, Bouillon Chartier, if I'm saying oh, that right. Bouillon Chartier, yeah, so good. It's basically um, there's a chain of them around Paris, and I think it's something like they've been open for a really long time. And they've never changed mm. their menu and prices, and e- each one of them has a slightly different menu. And it's basically this like insanely cheap traditional French restaurant. Yeah, um, that all the students flock into. Um, you can get a steak for like 12 euro kind it's of thing. It's so and cheap, They're a bit guys. hit and miss, some, but the, the, certain, the one in Pigalle is really good. Yeah. Like the one in Montparnasse is bad. But like if you if you go to Pigalle and you have a steak for 12 euro, you're doing quite well. Yeah, like you can get starters there for like two, two euros. Euro. It's really good. It's you can amazing. have a three-course meal yeah. with like the wine flowing for like 20 euro. Yeah, really easily, fun. easily. So you have to queue for a bit to get in, but if, if you pick your time... Um, yeah, I'd recommend, yeah, don't... Night. If you're going on a Friday night or a Saturday night or something like that, it's, yeah, yeah be prepared because you could be queuing a while, but 
Yeah. If you go early as well and pick a yeah, you random day early, of the week, then you're okay. You're fine. Also, what else? The and you get those amazing. Um, have you had the amazing profiteroles? I can't have shot it. it. No, <laughs> of course you can't. I'm gluten free, but I look at them and they look. Oh, nice. <laughs> they're so good. Yeah, they're so good. I went with my dad, and he was very impressed. He was like, "Wow, Margot, that's a really good suggestion." <laughs> Yeah. So, you like Bill and You were going to suggest something else as well. The bottomless sushi, the Avalanche. I've not been Oh my there. God, it's literally like the best thing ever. Like, I know they exist in England, but they I don't think they are on the same level as the ones in Is the in sushi, Paris. like, good there's quality? So yeah, the sushi's amazing and there's so many grilled meats. And the thing I really like about it is, because you have, like, some of them you have three rounds, some of them you have five, but the ones where you have three, they bring out, like, bigger portions. Yeah. Because you kind of, like... You order around, you slowly eat it, and you sit and think about the next one. And like you have so many courses that the meal yeah. lasts ages. It, we can be sat there for like two, two and a half hours sometimes. That's quite um, good fun, though. Yeah, so it's really fun, and it's like a long evening. It's like a long dinner. Whereabouts is it? There's loads. There's quite a lot. Um, oh, it's a chain. No, 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 no. It's like it's like a type of restaurant. Oh. Um, there's just like loads of them, like independent ones. Oh, I see. There's loads um, in like the fifth and the sixth. We need to go to. Yeah, I've been. Do. There's to quite one. a lot in the seventh. Um, there's some good ones in the seventh, but I've mainly there's. Do you know yeah. Rue Mouffetard? Yes. Yeah, there's an amazing street in. Um, I That's think it's in the fifth, from... but it's like at the bottom of the fifth by the thirteenth. Yeah. Um, oh, Rue Mouffetard. Rue That's Mouffetard. got. That's got, got all the, that's great for crepes. Yeah, yeah. It's basically it's great a for a crepe. with all these like different nationality restaurants. Yeah, it's good. And it's it's in got the like, yeah, it's got the best food. It's so nice. And they have loads of sushi places on there. Um pretty much all of the ones on there are really, really good. Okay. Yes, it's not just sushi, it's grilled meats, um, there's like noodles, miso soup, stuff all sorts of stuff like that. Just like yeah. avalanche, like so you're getting best of both worlds so far. Like you can go for your, you can go for a sushi meal, or if you're thinking yeah. traditional French, you've got a traditional French for a good price as well. Yeah, so good. Removed hard. Good and how street. much? So it's unlimited sushi. How much do you pay? Uh, but so it's usually like between eighteen to twenty euro. Okay, I that's not bad. Good, if you went no. to Monoprix and got a tub of Monoprix is expensive. Sushi, you would pay like eighteen euro anyway. Yeah. So why not just go? Why not go out for a meal? I think if I ever came back and moved back to Paris, I would really consider moving to the eleventh. I think yeah, it's I think that I'm that I'm not even biased. I do think it's the best the best place to live yeah. as a student in Paris because or even just as a young person. Yeah, yeah. Or as a young person because there's well, when you Google it, it will come up with all sorts of places. The fifth is another popular one. Um, the thirteenth isn't bad. Um, the I ninth, think... but I, I like the eleventh because there's lots of like kind of affordable services i'd go yeah 11th 9th i've not been to enough but i've heard the 9th is meant to be it's really nice, nice it's nice but I, I like the 11th because there's like there's loads of stuff like it, lidl's audi's budget yeah. supermarkets budget gyms yeah and um, if you don't have a washing machine there's, there's cheaper, loads drinks. Of lovers, cheaper drinks cheaper drinks your metro links i mean you've got really line 11 weird. which yeah. runs into chatelet which right takes you right to the center and once yeah. you're in the center you're not too far from anything yeah really. cost of living in the 11th is definitely better and yeah. like easier than other areas 100%. I've, got, I've got all of it like a five minute walk away really yeah. which when you're working long hours it, it really makes a big really difference makes a massive difference for sure 
Is mm. there any other ways you've been improving your French apart from your work, would you say? Ooh, um, other little things that have, you realised have improved your French? Because well, I could definitely name some for me. Yeah, for, for starters, it is very easy in Paris to just breeze by and only speak English. Yeah. But I have made a huge, huge effort with making sure, like in coffee shops, I always order in French. Anywhere I go, I do deal with them in French. And I actually do think that, you know, like the stereotype of Paris, Parisian people being rude, mm. I actually think it like wipes out a lot of that when you speak in French to them, they have a lot more respect for you. Definitely, which I, I agree. Which I has made my life in Paris a lot better. I've not experienced some... I haven't experienced yeah, rude French people either, actually. Always... I think that's just a massive yeah, stereotype. I think in my work, I certainly have, but... I do, I do like understand the Parisian yeah, stereotype, yeah, but I yeah, think yeah. like if you make an effort to speak French, then you're fine. Like they will treat you nicely. Definitely. Like it's really not as bad as people say, but you do have to. Agreed. You do have to like persevere through it because at first when I got here, I'd be really disheartened when they speak back in English to yeah. me, and then like I as I got a bit better, and I just the more, the more confidently I spoke, the more they would speak back to me in French, and now I'm kind mm. of at the point where I don't really have an issue with that anymore because no. I go in knowing that what I'm saying is right is right yeah and I speak confidently and that's made a huge difference yeah confidence massively helps yeah I mean apart from French bouncers which still I think are me <laughs> yeah I'm not a fan of a French bouncer no, neither am I I've found all the French people to be love, like all the Parisian people to be lovely yeah I've also found I do that quite a lot of running in Paris and I like very very often when I'm running maybe it's just because I'm a young person but, like, I get so many, like, old people that are walking past me yeah. and going, like, encore, encore, yeah, like, keep really running. Sweet. And they're really sweet. I went on a run this morning and um, someone on his bike came past me and I was stopped at the traffic lights and he was also stopped. He was like, he was like, allez-y, mademoiselle, encore. <laughs> Did you look knackered? <laughs> and I was like, I must have done. Like, I actually must have looked absolutely shattered. And he was like... Alizy, mademoiselle, like, like, keep going, like, and I've, I don't think I've ever really had that no. before. I don't know if a Londoner would do that. No, I don't know if a Londoner would do no. that. No, they're, they're quite like old-fashioned with yeah. things like that here. I do quite like it. Yeah, um, like how you pay in boulangeries with yeah. like coins still. I mean, you can pay in card, but carrying cash in Paris yeah. is much more common it is, than it, it is, is in London. I think. Yeah. Back to the exercise thing. The one other <laughs> piece of advice I will give is if you like going to the gym, don't join Fitness Park. It, if it is horrific what's wrong with fitness park everything's horribly maintained it's really really packed you can't yeah. you can't get a single seat on anything i think it's like because it's one of the, like the flagship chain gyms in france that must have improved your french though because if you had yeah, to learn actually, a lot of gym phrases yeah you get quite a lot of french. people coming up to you i don't know if it's just like the etiquette here or if it was just because i went to fitness park but you were constantly having people come up to you like asking if they could use something or like how long have you got left? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like trying to argue with you about something. So that that did help my French, but I, I wouldn't recommend yeah, going, going there. going like it's, how many sets and yeah, weights and stuff. Like I wouldn't know that in French. It's the most expensive and it's the most like horrible. Just join a smaller one. Join a smaller one. Yeah. Okay. The other thing I think has definitely improved my French. I don't know about you. Actually, two things. Number one, clubbing smoking areas. Oh God, yeah. That's really <laughs> helped. And the queue for the clubs. And the queues for clubs. Yeah. Oh, this is bad, but I mean, if you're a person that loves a night out, do a year abroad and learn a language because... And do it in Paris. Do it in Paris because <laughs> everyone will chat to you and yep. they they like to chat in French because most of the time they're not that great at English. Yeah. It's a great time to 
practice your French because everyone's it willing really to talk. Is. You got a little bit of liquid confidence in you. Mm-hmm. And I think it, and then despite maybe not remembering much from the night out, I do think it helps my French yeah. being in a smoking area. And dating apps. Yeah, I was just about to say, is your other one going to be Hinge? <laughs> it's going to be Hinge and oh, Tinder and yeah, Bumble and all the rest of them. Yeah. Yeah, because it really improves my writing skills. It has improved my writing. No, it has though. <laughs> still yet to go on a French date. I'm still. Um, but yeah, it's still, it's, it's on the cards though. Genuinely, like, yeah. I think we've my both... goal is in like a couple of months' time. You're gonna go on a date in French. I really yeah, want to. I want to before I leave. I do want to. I want to just go on one in French because then you just got to hope that if they're going on a date with you, they like you as a person anyway, that if you're making mistakes in French, then surely that's not yeah. going to be a massive, like, turn-off problem for them because they they just need to go in knowing that you're not French. Yeah. Now, I've got a friend at um, my job before Christmas who was, like, seeing a, a French guy and he didn't speak any English. And she did it. She was going on yeah, every date in, really. France, in, France, in French. <laughs> that's really impressive. Yeah. And then that's massively helping. Yeah, I was like, if you could do it, why can't Your spoken I French and also, yeah. like, learning French slang and more, like, French expressions that are yeah, that's more one day-to-day thing that use. Yeah, really, really picked up on here is my speaking the language I use is yeah. so different to what I was taught at uni. Makes like, massive... Worlds different. Worlds different. Absolutely worlds different. And to the point where I think, God, when I go back next year, am I going to be, like, marked down? Yeah, I'm going to be going, this. like... I actually think about this yeah, all the time. I'm gonna, yeah, no, I was thinking about this. I'm going to sit down on a speaking lesson yeah. next year and I'm going to go, bah, en fait, uh, uh, du coup... Uh, <laughs> J'ai un truc. Yeah, j'ai un truc. Uh, tu veux un club? <laughs> like, um... <laughs> Yeah, where were those words last year? Yeah, like, where you those? yeah so many little, mm-hmm. yeah. like, all these little random phrases and <laughs> words and that they use all the time when they speak. Like, duku, 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 they use that the yeah. whole time mm-hmm. when they're explaining things. I had never heard of that expression they before I came here. Literally never heard of it. Taught, like if you wanted to say like what is something qu'est-ce que c'est qu'est-ce que c'est c'est quoi ça c'est quoi yeah c'est quoi that's so true qu'est-ce que c'est no one c'est told quoi? that to me last year yeah like when you when you're talking about something you think or believe normally it's like je pense que mm. um ça commence à 8 heures mm. that I think it starts at 8 o'clock but actually they go il commence à 8 heures yeah, je yeah. crois Je pense. Quoi, yeah. They put they put everything's the, like changed. They around. put the I think I know at the end, the end. rather yeah, than the start. Yeah. And I think always in England we've been taught to put that they at the start. on the end. So there we go. If you want other ways to improve your French whilst you're studying or working, come single. And <laughs> number one tip: yeah. come single, and download Hinge, download Hinge, and get into drinking. <laughs> and find a group of friends that also likes drinking yeah. and partying and going out, and yeah. you're sorted. How would you persuade one of those second years that maybe is on the bridge about going? What would you say to them to push them into going on a year abroad in France? Or maybe you're a second year languages, you do mm-hmm. French, you're absolutely dreading it. And you're like, oh, I just don't want to do it. I don't know what to choose. Yeah. How would you I, I advise would say them? If you're doing French, come to Paris. Like, you, you can't not have a good time in Paris. It's just amazing here. Um, 
I'm having the best year of my life. I've met it's yeah. the people you meet are really what makes it. And especially if you come somewhere like this, there's so there's so, so many, many other people. uni students here. Particularly, obviously, not just uni students, but particularly you you know you can meet people because there are so many uni students here, and you make loads of friends from around the country. And you know you never you never know when you're going to bump into these people in another place later in life. And it's so true. Nice to have. Um, and good yeah, to make loads of friends because you never know when you might need a another contact. Yeah, exactly. It's such a valuable experience, especially if you're working. I feel a lot more ready to graduate uni in fact I can't imagine going back <laughs> yeah because I, yeah because I, I I really enjoy do you think you're gonna suffer from um that they talk about like yeah. a post-year board <laughs> syndrome I'm gonna where... suffer from that for the rest of my life really yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm I do think I'm gonna go back to Nottingham and go gosh wow yeah. like these people that are in third year have not like lived, lived. <laughs> no it's an absolutely invaluable experience covered everything the one last thing i will say oh she's is, got something yeah, else just thoroughly check your convention de stage work contract oh yeah visa and your parents but just to check that your working conditions are all legal and suitable that is all yes. i will say check your check what <laughs> you're doing sure, yeah don't, don't just despite the, the uni sheet. despite the uni giving you lots of lists of jobs yeah. check do not just sign the contracts read what the employer is expecting of you um and what the terms you're working are, because, yeah, I wish I Because you that don't want to be term. overworked, and that yeah. is something that, if you're coming as an Erasmus student, yeah, it's, it's quite easy to fall into. If you think, oh my God, I found a job, and then yeah. you, you start this job, and it's awful, and you can't do anything about it, because yeah. the awful conditions are yeah. written, they're embedded into the contract, so... I'm not going to go into too much detail about it, but just, like, be really thorough. Be really, really <laughs> thorough. No, yeah. you're right, definitely. Really do check things before mm-hmm. you say yes. And I think... That is, that is everything. That's it. Say, yeah. You see, this is why it's good that we do this podcast, because like things like that, you probably wouldn't say in front of mm-hmm. the year abroad team. I feel like they give quite a lot of kind of like gritty details like that about studying, but they don't, they're not they're very transparent They're not very good about, about working. it working. Um, I think it's because everyone's experiences are so different. Yeah, and I don't know how much it always gets fed back to Nottingham um, yeah. for them to know. That's hopefully I'm going to be getting some more people on that work so mm. we can hear more about what it's like working as an Erasmus student yeah. in Paris because everyone's experience of it is very, very different, I think. Yeah, I completely recommend 